pickaxe. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Cool. So welcome. Thank you. I think someone asked me a loaded question about what I thought about polyamorous relationships. I don't know if you heard my answer. Wait, what was your answer? My answer was I haven't seen many that are, or I haven't seen really any that are very successful, but there's a big selection bias because the people who tend to come to me tend to be unhappy with something. Mm -hmm. Right. So all the happy people in polyamorous relationships probably never walk in my door. I think it, I think it all depends on what the relationship is like, right? Like, sure. That too. Like, there's a tons of relationships that are monogamous that don't work out either. Absolutely. I think it all depends on like where the boundaries are and stuff like that. And like, I mean, I feel like there definitely has to be like more trust and stuff in an open or polyamorous relationship. And you need to like balance each other out, I think. Yeah. And if you don't, yeah, then it's going to be even worse probably than a monogamous relationship, I think, if there's like more of a difference. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good point that a lot of monogamous relationships are shit. <laughs> I think, <laughs> well, I feel like most relationships are shit somehow. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I think every every relationship has something that is like not good. The very, very or wise good. words. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but I mean, if you ask people on the internet, especially like Twitch people on the internet, maybe don't really have a lot of experience when it comes to relationships. So when they see that there's something that is bad, they judge like everything like so hard too. So yeah, of course, like, I don't think anyone is like perfect. Do you feel like your relationship is perfect? Good God, no. No. Yeah. And that's, I am. I don't think people know that is a thing. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, uh, of I course. Think was in April. I think yeah so it was a while ago yeah so tell me how, how have you been um it's been like it's been good and bad um after our last talk I feel like it's been pretty good because I um I built my whole twitch career since then basically so that's pretty cool um I lived congratulations yeah thank you that was yeah that that was really nice and made me really happy um, I built like my own community and everything. So it was really fun. I've traveled around in Europe and stuff and met friends and hung out with people and stuff. Um, the pandemic and the long distance relationship thing went on for about 10 months. That was really hard. Um, yeah. And I think especially recently, maybe like the past four or five months has been pretty hard with people breaking my trust. Okay. And that's why I wanted to come here now today. Okay. Yeah. Four to five months of people breaking your trust sounds like a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been longer than that. It's just like the past five months has been like almost every single person, <laughs> almost, uh, that I'm really, really that, close friends with. That's terrible. Yeah. What happened? And I think, I mean, there's, I don't know. I, I just feel like, um, I just, I feel like there's so many people that I let that come like very, very close. And I'm like a very open, like happy person that wants to let people mm-hmm. in. And I just want to have fun and stuff like that. But whenever there's like something that they're not getting their way of, or um, when they feel like they can get something out of me, they don't give a shit about how I feel 
anymore and they do something and I, yeah i don't know i don't i don't really understand like why they're doing the things that they're doing and it's it's like almost every single one even people that i consider my best friends would do something really really terrible so, um, so let yeah. me just make sure i, I kind of understood you so it seems like you know you tend to be pretty open you let people into your life um, and that you've noticed recently that people, if they can kind of get ahead in some way, they'll take advantage of your openness. Yeah. And then okay. like, it, it, it kind of, I don't know. It just kind of like feels like they don't give a shit. And like, and when I, when I call them out on it or just like explain like this, is like this really fucking hurts. They usually mm. just kind of like blame it on me or something, or just say that I should just take it and that I shouldn't be sad about it. And, 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 and like there's some cases where I decide to just cut him off and I just can't because it's too much. And I just feel like I don't want to be around these people anymore because it hurts so much. And then they're the ones that's like always like messaging and is like trying, I don't know, to like make me feel bad about how I'm feeling maybe a little bit. And then mm. um, it feels like everyone is like acting very selfish and that they have, they just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, it's like that a little bit about, like, how I feel about things. Um, or that they just don't give a fuck. Um, I had a person, I think a lot of people, like, that's watching, like, knows what's happened recently. But um, I think the thing that hurts the most from that situation was that I had a person that I consider my best friend um, just leaking logs of my deepest darkest thoughts to the whole world hmm. and this is a Sounds person like a pretty big I, violation of your trust yeah um why would they do that i i don't know that's i'll try to catch a question myself if there if there's something i'm doing wrong well you know that's an interesting question because um so I'm not really hearing anything yet, but one thing that I have noticed, Melina, is that, you know, sometimes people will say, everyone does this to me, or there are a lot of different people who do this to me. And sometimes I kind of think a little bit about if there's a common conflict that you have in multiple relationships, it's yeah. really important to think about your contribution to that conflict because the common yeah, element... That's what I'm trying to do. Like the most, is, like, if, if all of these people are doing this and like I am the common like aspect about everything, it has to do with me, right? Um, yeah, unfortunately, sometimes that's true. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, I'm and, trying to figure that out. Yeah, um, so so like I'll, I'll give you just one example of that. Okay, so e even then, it, it's not necessarily that it's your fault, but like um, you know, I've worked with women who end up in and men. So let's use an example of a man. I'm thinking about one person in particular who tends to end up in toxic and abusive relationships. Like he gets into like toxic and abusive relation, girlfriend after girlfriend after girlfriend. And, um, and you know, they'll, they'll be like, like he'll like his last three girlfriends have like physically abused him. And so he's like, is it something I'm doing? And it sort of turns out that early on, um, in, in terms of like the way he meets people and who he feels, it's just interesting because he's kind of like a, macho kind of guy he actually sort of selects for partners who sort of have those kind of abusive characteristics and he mm -hmm. actually feels like really really like frightened and confused when he's like dating someone who's like caring 
Um, and, and so sometimes it can be something as simple as like the kinds of people that you choose to associate with. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, cause sometimes people will like kind of hang out with drama oriented people. And Mm -hmm. if you hang out with drama oriented people, you may find drama. Yeah. Um, But I, I do think it's, it's, it can be challenging, but I also think it's like really, awesome that you're thinking about your contribution to these situations yeah i just kind of like i kind of i don't know can you help me understand a little bit about you know what's happened recently and and how it's affected you um basically what happened is that i i got a friend named bob i about in april as we start talking um i kind of didn't open up to anyone about anything almost for a pretty long time because I felt like if I wanted if I started to like vent to people that would um cause problems um or like everything would like get dramatic so I didn't say anything or talk to anyone about anything and that could feel pretty hard to like if you're not if you don't have like a friend to vent to or something like that because I because I didn't I didn't want to like make anyone look bad or anything like that um and then I think in October or something like that like we started becoming like closer friends and then I started um I went into some dark phase when I just didn't yeah it I don't know you know like when you start feeling so bad you almost have like no control of yourself and it feels like your body's like an autopilot and you yeah and that was like the only person that I ever like told all of my thoughts to and um what happened a few weeks after that was that Bob told one of Steven's close friends all of the stuff that I told him, which okay. was really hard for Steven's friend because they were friends and she felt worried about me and felt worried about Steven about our relationship because it was pretty crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she thought she was like super, super against me. She was super against our relationship. I felt super, super betrayed and Wait, super I- bad about Huh? I'm confused. Why would this person feel against? It sounds like this person is friends with St- Stephen. It's Destiny, by the way. Yeah. And so th- this person was afraid of how your thoughts would affect y'all's relationship. I'm, I'm yeah, a little bit yeah, confused. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like thought like badly of him and thought badly of me and everything was just what? so crazy. And yeah. I'm <laughs> okay. I'm, I you just lost me. He basically just, he basically just told this person all of this. Like all of my deepest, darkest secrets and just like everything, which was also like a lot of problems in mine and Steven's relationship. And that comes from like being away from each other for 10 months. Um, A lot of like things that I went through at the time and like things that he went through. So there was like a lot of things that was like not meant for like other people to hear about and especially not Steven's friends. Um. So that really, really sucked. And I felt like I, I just questioned, like, why did you do that? And yeah, this person kind of like changes answers all the time and says that he did it because he was worried about me and that he wanted to vent to someone else about my problems with someone so he could help me. Then he also said that the other person was in the dark about everything. He was worried about that friend being Steven's friend. And then or and also like that he just didn't give a fuck about me basically so there's like a lot of different um he said that he doesn't give a fuck about you yeah or that he just it didn't really matter i don't really see the problem of telling your secrets to other people like just like that and 
I don't see the problem. He's just saying that he doesn't see the problem in that. So it's like, okay. Um, but so it sounds like that, you're getting a lot of different answers. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So um, ju- just so I understand, so it sounds like maybe it was hard for this person to sit with all of the emotional weight of what you were confiding in him and he needed to yeah, confide in someone else? Yeah, but he's also saying that he told this person because he felt worried about her for being Steven's friend because Steven is a psychopath or whatever. So it's just like really a lot of really, really crazy stuff. I don't know. A lot of crazy stuff. (laughs) I have so many questions about so much about what you've said. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The most shocking one is because, you know, Steven is a psychopath. (laughs) What does that mean? What does that mean? Like people are, people are always going to think that just because he doesn't like cry on stream and like show a lot of emotions and stuff like that. And he, he talks very cold and stuff like that. People don't think I see. even is an emotional guy, which he is, but no sure. one really sees that. And sure. people just treat him like shit because of it. Um, and just it doesn't give a fuck basically, but no, mm. none of these people really know him. Um, but yeah, but that's basically what happened. I felt really, really sad. I felt really sad for about two weeks after this happened. Um, until this guy, Bob, convinced me that, yeah, he wasn't, he didn't mean to, and that he wanted to keep, keep me as a friend, and that he didn't want me to cut him off, and stuff like that. And then it went on with, like, two weeks. How, how did you feel him. when he said that? Um, he kind of showed, like, a different side of himself a little bit. That's the thing. Like, he always was, like, what do you call it? Like, a joker? He was, like, almost, like, he was always, like, joking around. And, like, he we never really... In, like, that was the thing, like, why I liked talking to him was because he was very neutral. And then he would, like, joke things away a little bit instead of, like, mm. making things really serious. And that would kind of, like, make me see the humor in things. So it was really nice for me to talk to him, yeah. But this time, he was, like, begging me to, like, not leave him as a friend and that he really cared about me, you know. He was, like... And I've never heard him say anything like that before. So for me, that felt very genuine, I guess. Or it, it took me, like, it took a hard, I, I don't know. It took, it took a lot of, um, a lot of effort and a lot of like mental effort and stuff to, um, to get over that betrayal. Um, Did you feel like you had really- to get over that betrayal? Yeah, because this was my best friend. Okay. So yeah, you vow- and I felt, I felt like I didn't have any, any best friends or anything. He, he didn't hard. have any best friends? Not not real not really like in this world, no. Like I moved away from my friends and like I lived in Sweden at the time, but a lot of my friends moved away from Stockholm. Um and like I didn't really have a friend that was like super available, I guess. So like this was like in a very important person. I just came back to America and I don't really know anyone in LA either, you know, and like I didn't have anyone that was that available and that I felt like I had that connection with. I don't even know if that connection was real. That was the thing because he lied about so many things. Um, what did he yeah. lie about? He li- he lied about like. Let me think. He he um, everything kind of like turned out this way. It was that there was like two months of him, basically telling me how bad relationship I was in, and stuff, and. I tried to like navigate away from that, but everything was really hard because I felt like I didn't want to lose him as a friend and I didn't, you know, want to be disrespectful to Steven. There was like, everything was like pretty crazy. And then like, 
Steven's friend that was a close friend of his like didn't like me at all and just like hated me because she saw that I she felt like I wasn't respecting him everything was like really insane um he basically told a bunch of lies um and he uh it came out that he talked also a so like much behind my back like really really badly like a bunch of shit about my, like about me behind my back and i've seen like logs of this as well so like while this was all going on he was shit talking like crazy to a lot of people so i don't think this person was like real i think this person was i don't know i have no idea like why or how or sounds anything. like you're really confused about what to believe about bob is it yeah mm-hmm. yeah that so seems yeah, like really no conflicting yeah, I, I don't, I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I think he, I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe he kind of just like gave up on me or something. But like letting like everything like go on and stuff was like really, everything was like really crazy. I only found out about all this because me and that person, or her, her name is Bose. She, Steven's friend, she came to the same kind of like convention kind of thing. Bose? Bose, yeah, that's her name. Okay. Most, yeah. Um, and I feel whenever I'm like around people that I know has like a lot of really um, bad opinions about me or there's like a fight going on or something. I've never spoken to this person really before. I've never been here in real life. Um, I get really weird and I get really uncomfortable and I need to confront. So what I did was that I, in Georgia, confronted her and said, hey, I know exactly everything, you know, like you think about me because I got a huge like log sent from him the day before. We're actually through another person. Uh, yeah, is is everything is like really crazy. But yeah, I got like a lot of her saying a lot of really really bad things about me, and I confronted her. And then during three hours, we figured out that he was full of shit, basically. So she felt really betrayed as well. So I uh, yeah, Th- this whole thing was like really really insane. And then um, why do you was need to confront? Walking... I just can't walk around people knowing that they. Uh, that they have like problems with me. I, I can't do that. I need to like confront why? them and ask them, like, why, why. Um, I feel so bad. It's better for me to almost just like do like just like confront them and like know exactly what they what they think about me. I just want to have a straight conversation instead of like hearing a bunch of stuff behind my back about what this person thinks about me and like feel their energy. I can't do that. I need to like. Hey, I know what you think about me. Let's talk about it. Like, I need to do that. Okay. So it sounds like you can sort of feel their malice, feel their yeah. negative energy, like through rumors and DMs and so-and-so. Yeah, You, and need, I, to just, like, you just, just need to cut to through it. it and and just, okay. Yeah, I just have to. I just have to do it. And then when we did, we figured out that there was like a lot of things that was pretty crazy. And um, we can't, what happened was basically that there was, there was other people that knew him as well and that knew me and her. So we started talking to another person about all this and that person told us even more things that he said to them. And then we were like, oh my God, this person is friends with this person as well and I'm friends with this person. I'm going to ask this person. And then it was just like a bunch of people like figuring out like, okay, wait, this happened. Like this is like all what's been said and stuff like that. How did and it then feel to we, go through that? Um... Kind of that investigation and figuring things out and piecing things together. 
at the time when that happened, it was just really scary. What was scary? I don't know. It, it's like really insane that like that all of that happened. That this was like a person that I used to view in such positive way, and then we find out that there was like a bunch of people that like that he betrayed as well about like talking shit behind their back and stuff. And he did a very it, everything. Yeah, everything was pretty crazy. And then um, he kind of like already went around to other people talking really really badly about Stephen as well. And Stephen knew about this like three months ago like he figured out that this happened like a long time ago um especially with Bose as well because he talked so much to her um so he was really really pissed and he felt like he didn't even know who thought what about anything anymore or like about him because he was running around saying so much stuff like that wasn't true like lies twisted truths, like a lot of crazy stuff Malia can Um, we pause for just a second I'd like to just collect my thoughts and try to... I just need a moment. Yeah, sure. This sounds like drama to me. Yeah, it is drama. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's very dramatic. I mean... You told me to explain the situation, so now I'm explaining it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I appreciate that. I, I'm just, it, just, I'm, I'm struck by how much there's this person talked to this person, and this person talked to this person, and this, per- like, how, like that sounds fucking exhausting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what exa- like being exhausted is anymore because that's what I feel all the time. What's it like to be exhausted all the time? That's hard to explain. Um, I feel like two years ago when I wasn't streaming on Twitch and I was like not involved with all these people and stuff and I had like my my life in New Zealand or in Sweden and stuff and everything was like very normal, I'd say. It was of course like stuff that happened sometimes, but I felt like it was like very easy for me to like just disconnect thoughts and stuff and just focus on certain things and just relax and enjoy things. But right it sounds now, like it's really surrounding you now. Like you can't yeah. escape from it. Yeah, I can't. And even if I try to like, um, like go work out or go for a run or go for a walk or just it like follows you around and try to meditate, it, I can't. It doesn't work. I can't do it. It's like all over, like all the time. Um, and then it's like everything, like upon that as well. There's like, there's. Like the stress about streaming and the stress about staying in contact with people, the stress about the relationships, there's stress about the world, there's stress about um, like so many things, you know, and, and then I have all of these people. This is like not, not just like this thing that happened, there's like other things that happens around that as well. And there's people messaging me saying that I am like hurting them because I am not as available as they want me to be and stuff like that too. And I just feel like I can't sit and like respond to messages because it stresses me out so much. And then I hurt people because I'm not giving them like what they feel like they need out of me, I guess. So I'm like very uh, exhausted. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of people. Melina, it feels to me like you're getting sucked dry. Yeah, I mean, 
I think this is something we talked a little bit about last time. But yeah, I I just like I just feel like I'm absolutely going in the worst direction possible at the moment. I have no idea how to like control that or what to do. And tell me about that direction you're going in right now. What makes it so bad? Um I'm just getting so hurt. I'm getting so hurt over and over again. And no one gives a fuck. That's what it feels like. Like no one no one of these people like understands. Like I had another I had another friend like betraying me pretty hardcore by like really like telling me like you could always come to me, you could always talk to me, I would never do anything of these things that you're so scared of happening. And then this person did exactly the thing that would would be the absolute worst for them to do. What did they do? And I don't think it's well I don't think I, I shouldn't like okay. go oh, sorry. To about that. yeah. Um but that really, really sucks. And then like that felt so bad that I just like I, I don't think this person ever cared about me. I think this person was just really selfish and wanted me to think certain ways about them for them to make it easier to get something else. And this person is like messaging me, trying to like, I don't know, I don't know if they're trying to like make me feel bad about anything because they're still like so like defensive about what they did and they're they're very like but what about me and I'm like but I wasn't the one I've like done everything for you like I've done all the like the the best things for you because I cared you know that's what I felt and then this person just like did this just out of like being who takes care of you Melina sounds like you spend a lot of time taking care of other people who takes care of you I think Steven takes care of me sometimes like I don't think he really like takes care. I think he cares like whenever we have a fight or something like that. I think he cares about solving it, but I think it's very hard for him, which is I understand like he's just the way he is. But I mean, whenever, whenever I um, like if I would be upset about something like my mom or something like that, um, like he would always like take care of me, of course, and like talk to me. Like I was sad yesterday because I just felt um, like all these things are like happening to me. And I wonder if I deserve it because all of these like things are happening. And I just like, if all of these people just decides to do like really horrible things to me, that must mean that it feels that way. It doesn't sound very good when I say it, but it feels like I deserve it. What does it feel? Have, like, a... um, and w- when they say. Small. I feel very small and like very weak. It, it sounds to me like you're kind of getting taken advantage of. Yeah, but I think I think I kind of like always felt that way. I think it's just that there's more people that's able to do that at the moment. Maybe I feel like there's more people that's doing. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of people are the themes that I'm hearing are that people betray your trust. People sort of don't look out for you. You know, yeah, it just kind of. They rely on you for emotional support. Like it feels like very one-way traffic, the way you're describing it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's always been like that a lot. Like, um, like my mom is that way. She's always like, ever since I was a kid, I've been her like therapist since I was like seven years old. I remember. Yeah. And... I've always kind of like felt like I had to like, yeah, like step back a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and just like take everyone's stuff. But I don't, 
I don't understand it. Maybe I'm like not showing enough that I just can't take anymore. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just not. So how, let's let's talk about. So let's like pick one particular case and maybe dig into it. By the way, if you want to explain more about, um, you know, what's happened with Bob and stuff recently, I, I'm more than happy to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just so much significant stuff. I felt like I had to kind of it's, pause and. It's like a crazy story. It's like yeah. a movie almost. It's like very insane. Like a lot of like really moving pieces thing. and figuring things a out and things. then the picture yeah, changing yeah. and yeah yeah a lot of and then like now everything is like really weird too because there's like other streamers trying to like get us deplatformed because get us get you like, get you deplatformed or yeah like trying to like get us banned from twitch like that's how crazy what's your understanding of why other people what have you done that's worthy of being banned from twitch and people's minds i don't know um i i have no idea i i have no idea why they would want to try to do that i think they probably just feel really bad um i think they're really upset because things turn out the way it did and they kind of like supported someone that they probably regret supporting after what came out after that but why would they try to get you banned if they supported someone who's probably because it feels good for them right it probably feels good if you really hate someone or if you're really upset with someone, you probably wish the worst for them at the moment, right? So is there anything that, that you can think of that you've done that would make someone think? So hatred is one reason that you want someone to be banned. Is there anything like, what do they say? Like, what's their complaint as to why you should be banned? Motivations aside. Um, like to try to bring up stuff from the past, stuff like that, and just like try to like... Yeah, there's like a there's like one person that is like making a big document about having their fans like trying to collect all the worst things that me and Steven has ever done to try to get us banned. Wow, that's how bad it is. Yeah, sounds like you're being hunted. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't. It all like came from like something really dumb about like one person not liking the other person. So it the defend so this person defended Bob because of it um basically and then um yeah bob came out with like or first for steven steven went live and he explained like the situation with bob talking a bunch of shit about steven to other people and stuff because he felt like he didn't really stop like bob did this to so many people that he just felt like he had to make it public because there was no way for for bob to stop doing this because it was people that already started hating steven um and then after that, Bob just made like a big, like, what was it? Like 40, 40 like pages of just like shit and leaks and just like crazy stuff to like make us look as bad as possible and a bunch of lies. And then Steven made like a big one too, where he explained everything that happened basically. Um, and one of the things that happened was that um, Bob sexually harassed another girl and that came out in this one too. So after that came out, this other person, which is Casey Chan, tried to get us banned because she's really upset because she took Bob's side on this. So it's pretty. So it's kind of like a, a war between. <sighs> yeah. It sounds like a war. Like people that are like. <laughs> it, remi- it reminds me of like. I like, don't even know, like, I don't understand like how the fuck all of this happened. Like it's like I, really insane. Like it, it's just like. It's how a the great fuck- question. I mean, this reminds me of like studying European history, you know, when like. France and Spain start to fight and then England is like we're on Spain's side because fuck France and then Germany's like oh my god 
we better join yeah. France aside. And then like you have this whole balance of power thing where like different people are like making documents and supporting each other and like yeah it's like really insane yeah i don't know i and i'm just like i just want to like i here's the thing what kind of person i am i just want to like have a cabin in nature just chill do my thing make art and do shrooms that's what i want to do i just want to chill i don't want that like that was my life before this like i just like liked being very present and stuff what what, what do you like about streaming like, it's weird, right? Because it's like, I want to cabin out in the woods. I want to just be by myself and stream. You kind of yeah, just like toss I mean, that in there. Streaming is nice. If I can like spend time with my community and I can travel around and I can show them the beauty of the world. That's why I like doing because I think the world is beautiful. Yeah. If I can do that, that makes me happy, you know? But How like, do you one- get into all this? Um, I mean, I became friends with Bob, right? That's how it started. So I, I think oddly enough, so Melina, we've got a couple of different options, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, one is that, you know, if you feel like it would be helpful to you or helpful for us to understand, I'm happy to hear more of the play-by-plays about who said what and who did what, if you think that kind of thing is helpful. Generally speaking, I, I don't know that I'm really that good at... No, I don't think it's necessary either. Okay. I don't think it's necessary. Um, I think it's more so- about the... Um, that I, right now I just feel like there's been like so many things that I just feel like I don't think I'm going to be the same person in a year. You know, I think I'm just going to be a, the worst version of myself possible very soon. Okay. That's uh, what I feel. So let me offer a couple of different directions and then you let me know. So I think the, the term divorced version of yourself that sounds actually let me just forget about what i was gonna tell me what that means the worst or divorced the worst version the worst okay what what what, help me understand that why why do you think you're going to be the worst version of yourself a year from now um because i just feel like i don't think i've i don't think okay so I don't think I've cried as much and like felt so much anxiety this past year or like last year than I've ever like felt in my entire life almost. Maybe like when I was a kid or something, but I don't remember that exactly. Um, And I remember when I was living in a van and I was traveling around and I was in nature, I think during six months I had one bad day. Yeah. And... I feel like I always, like, every single day I get back to, like, a dark place every single day. And What brings you back hard. to that dark place? It kind of just hits from out of nowhere. Hmm. Or something, I don't know, like, it from out of nowhere just hits. And that I sounds can't really, like, control it. Terrible. I mean, sometimes when I think about going to a dark place, I think, like, if it's triggered by something, at least you have some sense of, like, control or preparation Mm -hmm. but if it just kind of randomly like it sounds like it haunts you right like i think like it like follows you around yeah i think it's like always there i guess yeah it's it's really hard to like live here and just like stream and just like do the same thing like every single day and then um like that can like happen during stream too. So that really sucks as well. And then I feel really, really sad and I feel like it can't deliver or like I can't function. What is it that haunts you? Um just like 
I just feel like I'm... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to think if I care about these people that hurt me. Like, if I care about their opinions. I don't know. Maybe I do a little. I mean, I just feel like so weak and hurt and just like... I feel like I don't, like, deserve to, like, take care of myself. Maybe. Like, that's what it feels like. So I just, like, don't really see the purpose of, like, doing anything good for myself. Or, like, to stream. Or, to, like, eat or, like, try to work out or anything like that. I just, like, lose motivation. How long have you felt like you don't deserve to take care of yourself? I think it comes and goes, but I think this time period right now has been the longest one and that has probably it's probably been like go like growing but it always been there but like growing for maybe like three months okay mm -hmm. so Molina this may be a little bit so one thing I want to kind of offer you is um so a lot of times we talk about feelings, but I think uh, today I'm hearing that there may be a couple things that may apply, may not apply, but I could actually sort of like try to explain a few concepts or even make a couple of recommendations in your case. Mm -hmm. Now, the challenge is that, you know, if I jump into that now, there's a decent chance some of that stuff is actually like wrong, like it doesn't okay. apply to you. Um, and the more we talk, I think the more, you know, the sort of educational principles are going to apply to you, but I already have some kind of ideas about stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think we should explore further or do you want to try to like maybe start to formulate a plan as to like how to tackle this? Um, we can explore further. Okay. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, so tell me, understand what is the worst version of yourself? What, how is that person different? from where you are now what will you become that you don't want to be mm. i feel like when i'm happy i'm shining a lot um and I see a smile does really people. light up your face it's like it's like magic yeah <laughs> yeah um so i just feel like and that's like how i um like express myself I guess like being happy I guess and yeah um, I think I let myself feel things which is good like I'm pretty accept like I'm accepting my own feelings a lot I think um but I feel like I can't like deliver like what I do I guess or like how I how I am um and sounds like something's getting in the way of you being you yeah, exactly. It does. It feels like that's taking away from me, you know. And um, I I also feel like um, like instead of like seeing like the positive things and like feeling happy and excited and just like laughing and being excited to like do things and stuff like that, I just feel like I'm like becoming very hateful, and I feel like I see the worst in people, even they if they haven't even done anything to me yet or anything. I just like expect the worst. I feel like I can't trust anyone. I feel like I'm becoming more lonely. Um, I feel like I feel less too. I feel like it's hard for me to like express my feelings. True. I'm I'm almost hearing like almost like a defensive numbness. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm becoming like more maybe like, I don't even know if it's like angry. It's just hateful, I guess. And I just feel like the, the way that I am is like gone almost. Or it's, go- it's going to be gone soon. Going to be destroyed by hatred. Yeah. You're going to become. You're going to become yeah. a Sith Lord. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just feel like I'm like dying. That's what it feels like. Yeah, tell me I about guess. the hatred. Um, no, it just it's just like a th- feeling that's there. It's just growing, just there. And what do whenever, you hate, like, I see Melina? Things, um. It's like everything. <laughs> it's it's like everything. I don't know. Like it it's it, it it's it's not like I hate like specific things. It feels like it's just a hate filter that comes on and then I just see everything that way. You know, yeah, instead so what of are some... having a low filter, I have like this like dark like hate filter on. Yeah. So I can see how having the hate filter instead of the love filter is the worst version of you. Yeah. Yeah. That you kind of view yourself as someone. I mean, do you think you have a love filter on in the best version of you? Yeah. Okay. Like love and happiness and just like, um, it's so hard to like explain. I feel like I've, um, hmm. This is like really weird. But when I, when I used to do like a lot of psychedelics and stuff, I felt like I had like a lot of love filter. Um, Because you kind of like just like love and accept everything. That's yep. the thing. Like no matter if it's bad or whatever, you see everything as, as it is and you decide to just see it in a good way because that's like the, yeah, it just, it just kind of sucks when it's like almost impossible to feel that way because like all of this is like happening and you can't really control yourself and this is all just like growing. I don't know. I don't even know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I have a weird question for you. Can you have a love filter on when you look at your hate filter? Can you love your hate filter? Mm, maybe. This 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 makes me think about um <laughs> um there's like a picture of a person looking at a field with flowers and then there's another person that is like on books and then that person sees like that behind um or Oh, this is like a fake picture. It's just actually just like a screen. And then behind that, the world is trash. Mm. And then like, then there's like another person that is stepping on more books or like on books and sees that that is also a screen. And uh, the universe is like beautiful, basically, because that person is so high up that it sees the be- like the beautiful of the universe kind of thing. It sounds like that a little bit. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a great analogy. Yeah. But that has to do with knowledge or whatever. But yeah um i thought about that i did like um i did how much was it i think it did like 7.5 grams of mushrooms a year ago which is not really that was an accident (laughs) that was pretty crazy is that a lot huh is that a lot it's like crazy yeah like you're you're gone (laughs) it's like you're somewhere else um I can handle those sort of moments where it's like really stressful or like really insane, like pretty well. But I remember I thought about that a lot that, um, that it, everything felt really uncomfortable because it's like really intense, but it all depended like if I, if I kind of like just accepted that and just thought about the world trying to like show me an experience 
And why wouldn't I try to like see that as a positive thing, even though it was really uncomfortable and just like try to love that feeling instead? Kind of. I so, don't know. <laughs> so it makes Malina, me think about Can that. I ask you a little bit more about the hatred? Um, from people or, or from me? Um, no, what you feel. About hate. Yeah, like, like, so I asked you, like, you know, what do you hate? And you said it's like a filter and yeah. I hate everything. Can you give me some examples of like, what are some of the things that you hate? Mm, certain people. Particular sure. people. Yeah. And what about other people? Like your community, yourself, Steven, your family. Do you hate them too? Or is it just particular um, people? Maybe it's like particular people. It's just that I can't like, it's hard for me just because my trust has been broken. It's very hard for me to see people like that hasn't done anything to me in a good way too. Because I'm just waiting for them to betray me too. Right? So it's like, oh. It's that like sounds like trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't sound like you actually, so I, I guess the, the hate filter that you're referring to is sort of waiting for other people to betray you, but that actually, when it comes down to your hatred, you actually just feel hatred towards a few people. Probably, but it's also just that I, I, I don't know. I can feel hate towards people that I don't know. Can you give me an example of that? Um, like if there's a person that messaged me. And I can tell, like, my first instinct is, like, they want something, you know? They want something, and these this person is shit. This person doesn't give a shit about me or about... And what, what would the message know. say? Can you give us an example? It could be someone just, like, reaching out, checking on how I'm doing. It could be anything. That's the thing. But I'm just, like, like this person wants something. Like, this person doesn't give a fuck. This person doesn't know me. This person has no idea what's going on. And then... When did you... But, yeah. When did you start to feel like, when did that hate filter come, get put on? When did you start to have those kinds of thoughts about other people? Um, I think it's been slowly growing since a year ago, maybe. But like right now, it's really, really bad. Um, I think that like the mo like when it really, really happened was probably like October, November. I think it became even worse for sure. Hmm. Because I've so always like had like small things happening, and then like one like big thing happens, and then like small things happens, and then like one big one, and it's like goes like that. And what? How do you change when those things happen? Um. First, I think I get like really hurt and really shocked, and then I think I get pretty sad, and then I get pretty angry, and then I think it's just like something has changed within me. Mm -hmm. but I, I think I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I think I'm like that, but I think I do, but it's just so deep that I can't really see like the, the details of it anymore. Like it, when it happened, I saw details of it, but then it's like, like another weight, like on me, I guess. Yeah. It's a very insightful way of thinking about it. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is? That's very deep. Like, like, can you give me any information about what is that thing? The, the like the heavy weights like mm -hmm. of just feeling 
But that's like the thing like that comes like from it's like so deep and then it feels like it just comes I don't know how to say, how to say it. Um it's hard do to you feel, I don't know. Do you feel like it's dormant and then it wakes up at times and then it goes back to sleep? Um yeah, sure. A little bit like that, yeah, I guess so. But like when something happens, it feels like everything like comes up again a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Melina, can I sh- share some thoughts with you? Mm-hmm. So, first of all, I want to say I don't think any of this is your fault. I don't know okay. if you, you know, blame yourself for it. I d- do. I think you have some degree of agency or control over your situation. Absolutely. But I, I, I would encourage you to do your best to not blame yourself, but also like strike a balance between accepting that you made a mistake, because I think you may have made mistakes, but also like forgiving yourself for making that mistake, which is actually a little bit tricky. So a lot of times we will be like, that was wrong and therefore I'm a piece of shit or nothing was wrong and I'm totally fine. The truth is that it was wrong and you aren't a piece of shit. It's just, you know, we're human beings. We learn. Mm -hmm. So here's what I kind of hear from you. So you're like kind of an open and happy person by nature. You're like, I'm going to get in a van and drive around New Zealand and do some shrooms and meet people and have fun and like engage with people and like appreciate what life has to offer and listen to the sound of a mountain stream and, and watch a sunset and like, you know, engage with a community and have some fun. Like that's really who you are. Mm-hmm. And then people take advantage of your openness. Um, so I, I think that you do let people in. And I think probably this is where like, um, you know, learning some about like setting boundaries, because it sounds like what's happening is you let people kind of like deep in and then they like betray you. Right. And I, I think there's there's probably something around the kind of person that you attract. So that like you are so open and you are so bright and you have this like Thejas, which I think we may have talked about last time. I'm, I'm sort of starting to remember, but that you have this sort of like energy about you that like brings sort of like the hungry, lonely people from the Internet. Mm-hmm. And they see Melina as shiny and they're like, ooh, I want some. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. and then I think that that things get into like this is where things get kind of tricky because I think that you actually have needs there too which you may not realize, which is that like I think you probably get a lot of benefit from being that person for other people, and so you guys enter into these relationships where you guys are like offering a lot of like emotional support, but it may be a little bit unclear about like what the foundation of that relationship is. So I think there's like a mutual friendship where people can support each other. But I see this a lot in, in streamer communities, especially where, you know, things get really tangled, especially when two people are streamers, because then there's like numbers involved and this person is growing bigger than I am. And this person is doing this and this person is doing that. And, and so there's a lot of like genuine friendship. There's a lot of genuine goodness. There's a lot of genuine caring that then gets like polluted by these other things. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I would really encourage you to think a little bit about is like for the people who do betray you, what did the start of your relationship look like? And if you want to talk more, I think that's where we should explore. Because I would guess 
um, and that's just a guess, right? So this could be completely off, is that like there's something about the way that that relationship starts where either you're kind of like, this is where we put our psychoanalyst sort of hat on. You can go see a psychoanalyst about this if you want to. I don't really understand this stuff. But are you playing out some kind of thing with your mom? Or, or, or like, is this the kind of thing like, cause, so sometimes we as human beings willingly enter familiar, familiar, but painful situation. And this goes back to that, that uh, patient that I was working with who sort of like, like anytime like a woman treats him with like respect early on, he gets like kind of confused. But when he meets a woman who sort of like devalues him and then he in turn devalues her he's a toxic and abusive too it's just like it goes both ways and yeah. so they kind of fall into this pattern and and i think in his case it's really about it was really confusing for him and we worked through like that initial relationship that initial interaction where like he starts to pull away so what i'd be really curious about is for bob you know how did y'all's relationship start um and kind of exploring that, because I think you'll find a lot of answers there. I think mm -hmm. the other things to think a little bit about are, you know, I, I do think that it seems like you evoke complicated feelings in people. So my sense just hearing, you know, what you said about Bob is not that he's like, I mean, maybe he's two-faced and untrustworthy and whatever. I have no idea. But it sounds to me like when he was giving you lots of reasons, like I don't think he's like lying about five of them and one of them is real. I think they're all real and contradictory, which is why it's so confusing for him and like so confusing for you. Because it probably may have been, I mean, it could have been a lot for him to sit with all of your emotional weight. He may have needed to decompress and then he may be devaluing you in terms of how much that hurt you. So he may say like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I don't understand why you're bent out of shape. Mm -hmm. And the reason he does that is because he actually does care about you. And the thought that he did something that hurts you hurts him so much that he has to like pretend it didn't happen, which mm -hmm. doesn't mean that he doesn't care about you. In fact, it sort of means the opposite. Does that make sense? He can't tolerate the idea. This is just a hypothesis. We've never yeah. met the guy, but it, it may be possible that he can't tolerate the idea and he knows exactly that what he did was wrong and really hurtful and he cares about you. So he's like, let's pretend it didn't happen. Can we just move on? And, yeah. and it sort of makes sense to me that like he's, huh? Do you think it's like that with everyone almost that's done something like that? I think that, let me say this. Is that true for everyone? I don't know, but I will say this, that the easiest pain for one human being to ignore is the pain that they cause to someone who they care about. Mm -hmm. So the biggest deniers of me hurting you are parents towards their children. If you want to see really, really, really strong deni denial, talk to a parent about how they hurt their children. Mm -hmm. And you'll see the strongest denial in the world. So in my history as a psychiatrist, that is, and the more you care, the more you deny. Because like, if you care about someone and I really, really hurt you, like, holy shit, it means I don't care about you. And that is so cognitively dissonant and difficult for someone to sit with that it really causes all kinds of problems. And I think it sounds like you guys are sort of in the situation where 
he can't admit what he did to you. So you guys can't move past it. And this is where I think a big part of like moving past things is actually admitting that hurt happened. Right. And then you can really forgive people. But like, unless there was no real, if there's no crime, then there's no mercy. Right. Like, um, yeah, sure. I mean, it sounds like it in this case, I mean, I would say in terms of everyone. So it also doesn't sound like everyone betrayed you. It sounds like there are a lot of people in your life that don't betray you. But it feels like everyone betrayed you. Yeah, I think it's like an unbelievable like amount of people that's like doing something. What percentage of people that you regularly interact with would you say have betrayed you? Probably like 70, 80 percent. And what to- what's the total pool of people? Like, are we talking five people, 10 people, 20 people, 50 people? Maybe like 50, 20, 30, something. So that's a shockingly high number. Yeah. That's what if, that's, yeah. It's just that, like, a lot of, I don't know. It's like, it's not just, like, only people that I, like, know really, really, like, well and deep and that's, like, I'm, that I'm friends with for a very long time. It's also, like, people that that I know about and knows about me and that I've met. And then they decide to do something a little bit. Like, that's what it feels like. And then, like, things. Can like you give me an example of someone who you know and who you met who did something to you? Um, like, like a name? No, just like an like an example of what they did that you felt was betrayal. Um, like just like like shit talking behind my back and stuff like that. Hearing that uh, that person said things about me, but this. How do you hear that? Um, because I hear other people say it, and then I confront them about it. And then they say, "Oh, this person told me." Yeah, or I've heard that you say something on stream or something like that, yeah. Yeah, so that sounds to me like you may have a betrayal filter, right? So when 80% of people in your life betray you, there are a couple of different reasons for that. One is that you have a tendency to attract scumbags, which is very possible, given light, radiance, etc. Second option is that you may have a betrayal filter. So this we see a lot, where like people, you know, they when they start to feel like they've been betrayed, their mind will go and hunt other experiences that sort of fit into their model. And Mm -hmm. another kind of random example that may feel like it's pretty far is like incels are a good example of this. So they're kind of like convinced that they're like unattractive. And so every time that someone does something that suggests that they're attractive, they kind of ignore it. And every time there's like even like something that's in the gray area, they, they, their mind sort of finds that as evidence. Mm-hmm. And this we see a lot when people have um, a lot of emotional hurt, right? So we know that like when I'm hurting, things become more painful. So people yeah. who have depression literally experience more pain from the same stimulus than someone who's like mentally feeling well. So you can deliver like the same shock or like whatever benign, like slightly painful thing. And it like hurts more when people are depressed. That could be a piece of it. I don't know how that makes you feel, though, because I imagine it's quite invalidating. What does that word mean? Invalidating? Like it's like I'm saying, oh, it's all in your head. I'm afraid of coming across like that. No, I think that's okay. Okay. I mean, it does sound like a shocking amount of people 
have you know yeah betrayed you especially, especially the past two years and especially the past six months or five months something yeah what do you think do you think something has happened that has caused all these people to do this I think I give a lot to people and when they see that I'm like that I have like one boundary or something they get really upset that's what it feels like um like there was like one scenario with another streamer where we um she, um, she wanted to go travel with me and um yeah but I, but I told her that I that I couldn't I couldn't go travel with her if I didn't stream between like this time and this time every single day and for her it was really really important for me to not stream at that time because she wanted to stream and she wanted to be, me to be on her stream um while I'm not live so she could get more viewers but I told her that this is not my hobby as it is for you. I need to stream because the past three weeks I haven't streamed as much and I'm losing a lot of money. And I feel like scared of, yeah, like I need, I need to, uh, I need to stream. And she was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't really care about it. And then like when we came to the moment where, um, where I turned my stream on and she was streaming at the same time, she got really, really, really mad. And that's how the friendship ended, just like that. <laughs> yeah, and that felt really weird because I felt like I helped her. And then when I had one boundary of like, I needed a stream because I needed to survive because I was losing so much. Sure. Because, of, yeah, she didn't respect that at all. And then she just, yeah, she just left. Yeah, so that makes uh, a lot of sense. I mean, I, I think that in the and sense of... Not like a big thing for me but it's just like really weird and i see like the stuff like this happens a lot yeah so i i think like i mentioned some time ago i think that like maybe what we need to talk about is boundaries because i yeah. i do think it's possible that something about the way that you start your relationships because you are so open because you are so caring because you are so supportive makes people think that you don't have boundaries or, and this is where if we really want to say you're guilty of something, I would not be surprised, I'd give it a 50-50 chance, that there are times early on in relationships where you willingly let people cross boundaries or you don't enforce boundaries that you should. Mm -hmm. And so if we really think about where does the expectation, like so people love you, Melina, because when we talked about this last time, you put other people first. And I think, actually, I've seen a lot of growth in you because now what I'm hearing is like, fuck those people. I belong somewhere. <laughs> <That's> in <laughs> But it doesn't feel very good. It feels like that's not me feeling that way. Yeah. So I think this is where you have to start to learn how to, I think, be someone who is like somewhere in the middle, right? Where you can be like open and loving and caring and also like set boundaries, and, uh, and this is where I'd really wonder. I think a lot of this comes down to the beginning of the relationships is like when you enforce that tiny little boundary at the beginning, that doesn't mean very much. How do you feel about yourself? Um, selfish, I guess. There you go. Yeah, it doesn't R feel good. It yep. makes me feel really bad about myself if I don't. Yep. So I think that's the big problem. It really makes me feel like a piece of shit. That's like how I feel, yeah. Yeah, is so, so is it normal? Surprisingly so. Mm -hmm. Shockingly so. 
But I, I think that's sort of like where I think, honestly, Malina, a lot of this stuff, I mean, if we want to kind of like pin it down to one thing, I mean, obviously, it's more complicated than that. But I think what we're talking about is like you engaging in relationships where, you know, someone says, hey, Melina, can you stop your stream 15 minutes early because I'm having a headache? And then mm -hmm. in that moment, you're like, oh, my God, I would be such an asshole. I wouldn't be the person that I want to be because you have this version of yourself, which is like, you know, living in nature, being awesome, being supportive that people can count on, taking care of your mom, all this sort of stuff. Right. And then mm -hmm. like. In that moment, you sacrifice a little bit because you don't want to feel like a bad person in that moment. And then you sacrifice a little bit more and you sacrifice a little bit more and then they kind of like move in into your personal space. And then like you finally have learned how to set boundaries, right? So this sounds like a really, really healthy conversation that you had with this person. Hey, I'd love yeah, to travel with you. Here's what I need. And then people get bent out of shape when you're like, hey, you remember when I told you I needed something and I actually need it? And they're like, how dare you? And this is where if you think about that, like, why would someone respond that way? It may be because in the past you have said, hey, I need to do this. Hey, I need to do this. And then you may have let them slide and not actually hold them, hold that boundary. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just like the outcome is so crazy. It just makes me think that no one really gives a fuck about me i guess even i really feel like that moment where i said i really need a stream i feel i feel like that was like completely fair of me but there's no i can't believe like why did she get so mad it's like so insane and then she just wanted she just blocked me everywhere so so melina this is where i mean that sounds like a terrible experience i don't think you did anything wrong there but i'm gonna say something because i tend to have a bias to empower and hold the person that I'm talking to accountable for their situation. Okay, so if this comes across as unsympathetic, I apologize. Mm -hmm. I think the reason that she is that way is because you let her get away with it for so long. Yeah. Right? And when you let people get away with something, like, they're going to take what they're used to. Mm-hmm. This is also something that's really crazy. Maybe it's true that you say that... That since last time we spoke, I'm becoming a little bit more angry and I put more boundaries. I've heard from so many different people that, yeah, after that Dr. K talk that you had, you're becoming way more um, arrogant and like you're victimizing yourself all the time. And they got like really, really mad for me, like standing up for myself. <laughs> like a lot of people have said that to make me feel bad. And that's really weird. I don't know. And this is like a lot like... Well, yeah, a lot of people that I've known for like a long period of time. Well, apologies and for ruining your relationships with those people. And at the same time, <laughs> if they're not. calling you, if they're calling you arrogant for standing up for yourself. Yeah, I mean, so, so like, so like, like when like, you stand up for I'm yourself and the people. Yeah, or that, that I'm like, I shouldn't do that, or that should be okay for me, or something like that, or this is a stupid boundary, or something like that. I've had people telling me that, like, this is dumb, Yeah, so, like, so this. this is a stupid boundary is how sexual assault happens. Yeah, that's true. Right? So I, I think you've just got to be really, like, so it's very possible that you're more arrogant. It's very possible that you perceive... Setting your boundaries, you call it setting your boundaries, but what you're being in real life is an asshole to the people around you. That's possible. 
Because I've seen that too, where someone's like, I talked to Dr. K and I'm going to set my own boundaries. And my own boundaries means you can go fuck yourself. That's being an (laughs) asshole. It's possible. So, and and this is where, where Melina, like you really may have turned into a little bit of an asshole because I think it's new for you, right? Like you used to be so accommodating that you may have swung the pendulum too far to the other side. And so this is where like it takes practice between being a pushover and being an asshole. And somewhere in the middle, but frankly, what you said, I think makes a lot of sense, at least with the streamer person, that if you had a conversation with them about what your needs are, like mm-hmm. over time, I think people hopefully like you who learn this sort of stuff end up in healthier relationships. Like when when I teach someone how to stand up for themselves, everyone around them is pissed about it. And then some yeah. of them adjust, some of them don't. And then over time, they find like new friends that generally tend to be healthier relationships. Yeah. So like just as an, yeah. It's, it's just crazy to me to like imagine that people can be like this and they can like be mad about other people's boundaries. It's just like so insane. I don't know. For me, that's just like, because I don't do that. Or like yeah, for so me, it's so like unbelievable to me. It's I don't understand like how he. Here, here's that. here's the common thread. I wouldn't think about it as them being disrespect of your boundaries. What I would think about is what upsets people is when you confound their expectations. So I don't think that these people are like, you know, running around being assholes, violating people's boundaries, and pushing people around. I don't think that's actually what's happening. That's what that's this that's what's that's what this particular case may look like from your perspective. I think what's really going on is you have given people a unspoken promise, and then you're taking that away, and that's what upsets people. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's sort of like, um, you know, it's like it, I, I'm working with someone who. I'm working with a couple and one member of the couple has decided to start eating super healthy and has started losing weight. And instead of being happy, their partner is just livid. Mm-hmm. They're so pissed off. Cause now like they're be it's being exposed to them, like how unhealthy they're eating. Like one person's trying to take care of themselves and like the other person is really, really like upset. They're frustrated. They feel super self-conscious for eating crappy food all the time. You know, their partner is like getting into shape and it is like one of the most toxic, difficult things. Yeah. And so you could say, I I can't believe that someone would be upset that someone else wants to eat healthy. Like, of course, that doesn't make any sense. But what's going on is we were both going to be degenerate pizza eating motherfuckers together. And then you decided to go get healthy. And now what am I supposed to do? I feel that also a lot about like, because I didn't, I didn't really stream a year ago. And then when I started streaming a lot of other people that I know that streams as well. And when I like got like more viewers than them and stuff they started getting like really angry and and they would never want to like give me a compliment about it they would just like shit on me for like doing the content that i was doing and stuff like that yeah Um, so like i said when it comes to relationships between streamers like numbers and quantification and one person growing and one person being left behind like all that kind of stuff isn't complicating factor right so like it's it's hard because it, you know, in your friend's case, did she respect your boundaries? No. Was that nice of her? No. But then we also have to try to be like, understand from her perspective, she maybe saw this as an opportunity for her to grow her stream. And she kind of sees you as taking that away from her. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's sort of like, there's a whole different angle, right? So you're saying that I have to stream because I need the money. 
and I can't take the hit. And she's thinking the same thing. And you're thinking, how can she be so heartless? This is something I need to do for money. And she's actually having the same thoughts. How can Melina be so heartless and take streamers away from me? She's bigger than I am. She could grow my stream. But instead, she's like picking herself over me. Mm -hmm. And both of y'all are like thinking the same thing. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, I really think in that case, just based on what you said, I think you're absolutely in the right there, because if you have particular needs and you lay that out with people and someone agrees and then it turns out that, you know, you're living up to what you said, you know, thoughts, questions, um, sometimes people try to like, I don't know if it, I mean, they kind of like try to manipulate me a little bit. I don't even know if they're like conscious of like doing that. But sometimes if I can talk to people and I'm saying no, or like, I can't do this or something like that, they're trying to like make me feel as guilty as possible by saying a lot of really horrible things. Like um, what? What do they say? Like, um, my mom, my mom tried to like force me to be in a call with her for two hours, um, saying that, that I am a horrible person for not wanting to talk to her and stuff like that. And that if I didn't speak to her and listen to her complain about what a shitty person I am to her because I'm not doing this and this and this, she's going to go kill herself. Stuff like that. So like, it's like really insane. And she knows she has like the control over me as well. She knows she has that because I'm her daughter and this is what she's been doing for like forever. Um, So that was like really, really hard. And I couldn't hang up. Like I just can't physically hang up on her. It's like too much. And I was just like freaking out because she is like really, really, really making me feel so incredibly shitty about myself. I'm so sorry, Molina. That sounds terrible. Yeah. So I tried to just avoid talking to her, but then I like, I get a message. I'm like, fuck, I feel so guilty. I'm like not calling her, but I don't want to call her because I can't, like, I can't, I can't talk to her because she's so deep down and she's been doing that to me since I was a kid. That's fucked up. Yeah. I feel like if I didn't talk to her for probably like four months and then I kind of realized that all the things that I felt about her when I was a kid and that I feel still like when I talk to her is like, like I feel a small version of that with everyone else when stuff like this happens, but I feel that even more with her. Yeah. And I think it kind of like comes from, I think it comes from that relationship with her as I had as a kid. Okay. Yeah. So let's let me think for a second. Mm-hmm. Man, Molina, you're very insightful. What does that mean? Insightful? Yeah. Sorry, I'm you're, Swedish. You're you're really good at figuring things out. I think I'm pretty. I'm you're pretty very good, good at connecting the dots and recognizing things. Thank you. I'm just thinking about. how to help you with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how are you feeling right now? You feeling okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to point somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like very like, I feel like if it was maybe like a year ago, I would probably very be like very upset. I would be looking very upset, but right now I'm just like so numb. Yeah. I guess. So I think part of it is numbness. Part of it is strength. Mm-hmm. Um. So, 
I'm going to say something. I'm going to point something out in your thought process, which is super, super tricky. Okay. Mm-hmm. It may come across as judgmental because I'm going to point out your role in this. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So on the one hand, so on the one hand, it sounds like your mom has been very, very emotionally manipulative, continues to be emotionally manipulative and is really chipped away at some part of you that I think like other people can like then use. Like you have a vulnerability of being emotionally manipulated by like other people needing your support. Right. And this is why at the very beginning when they're like, hey, Melina, can you stop stream 15 minutes early? And then you're like, I feel self-loathing if I say, no, I can't. I'm sorry. You have to give in to them. So that goes the whole boundary thing that we were talking about. You see that? Like that's connected. So I think the reason that you feel that way about yourself is because your mom like, like wrote that into your programming. So you've got this like one vulnerability that I suspect a lot of people. So this is where like, you know, human beings will sniff around for like what they're looking for. And you may actually attract people who like use that vulnerability on you. Mm -hmm. Because when they need something from you and then you're like, oh, yeah, let me give it to you. And they're like, oh, awesome. And then what they do is they start to like be a little bit emotionally manipulative. And like, like you said, now we're going to get to the tricky part because you say people don't do it consciously, but they make me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where we're going to get really potentially me being an asshole and potentially, you know, running against a lot of popular um, thought nowadays. I mean, we're that's like, fine. Like, I get a lot of criticism and I get people telling me a lot of things all the time. So that's fine. Yeah. So, so let me know if this feels critical to you. Okay. So I think you've got to be careful when you're, when you tell me that someone doesn't consciously want to make you feel that way. If you feel like they're emotionally manipulating you and the reason you say that they're emotionally manipulating you is because this person says something and I feel guilty. That's what you call emotional manipulation, right? But that may actually have nothing to do with them. That may have everything to do with you. Yeah. Right. So, so, so that's where like, I think you've got to be really, really careful where, um, so I, because uh, I don't know that people are emotionally manipulating you. I think it's just in the past when you try to raise that boundary, your mom emotionally manipulates. And so your brain is doing what all brains do. And it's learned from the past and it's applying the past to the present. So I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, you know, every time I see a toilet that I've never used before, how do I know how to flush the toilet? It's because my brain is projecting prior toilets onto this one. And I treat this toilet like all of the other toilets. And so what your brain is doing is you had so much of this stuff from your mom that anytime someone does something that sort of looks like your mom or smells like your mom, you feel the same way that you did with your mom. And you're kind of applying it to this scenario. Yeah. Does that feel critical or invalidating to you? Okay. Because I think you are doing a piece of this and I'd be really careful because I think some people around you are really emotionally manipulative because they've sensed out that weakness in you. And that's how they like they need people like that. They have emotional needs and they know that Melina's good day or night. If Mm -hmm. I'm hurting, Melina's going to drop whatever she's doing and she's going to take care of me. And then you reinforce that, right? Because you have this fucking, you don't give yourself a break because you want yourself to be this perfect version of yourself that your mom turned you into. Whereas like, I think you should be a little bit of a bitch. Like that's my favorite Melina. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like where you can own the space that you control and you can set some limits and like you can try to make the world a, a better place, but you don't have to like sacrifice yourself to do it. So I think you've got to be careful. And, and this goes for everyone else who's listening too. that, like, you got to got to be careful if you if you start letting other people control your feelings. Now, I think some of that stuff, like in the case of your mom or if you're in like, you know, alcoholic parents, like it's really hard to control that sort of stuff. But I think it quickly becomes like you do have some control over that. And there's this guy named Viktor Frankl, who was uh, one of the Jews who was in the Holocaust concentration camps. And he wrote this book about man's search for meaning. And he actually went all the way to saying that the Nazis actually don't control anything about how I feel. They can kill me, but how I feel and is my choice, which is drastic. Buddha said the same thing, too. We don't really, you know, in the world of like microaggressions and stuff, we tend to hold other people accountable for our feelings, which I think yeah. is really dangerous territory. But I would be. Like, how, do I, how do I change and like the way I feel about things? How do I like approach and like change my mind about? Beautiful question. I, yeah. Okay. So the first thing is that I think that you got to give yourself time to learn how to set boundaries and recognize that like when you become confident, sometimes what you need is like a friend group transplant. So I see this a lot in people who have social anxiety and or who are doormats. Is that when they start, like, when we start developing confidence, they actually, like, will lose a lot of their friends and, like, over time, they'll get new ones. Very practically, I'd, I'd strongly, strongly consider, I know this is hard during COVID, but I think that these kinds of social interactions are amplified by the stresses of streaming. So I think the more friends that you have outside of streaming, the less of an issue this is going to be. Because when streaming, like, people's careers and livelihoods are on the line, so it, like, evokes a lot of behavior, you know? Um so, so that's one thing. So like learn, continue to learn how to set boundaries. And what I would really be careful, the most important concrete piece of advice that I have for you is early on in the relationship, hold that boundary, even though you feel like a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. That's the most important mistake I think you're making that you can very practically change. So like when you have a new friend, it's going to come up and you got to wait for it. They're going to say, hey, can you do, huh? You think that feeling will disappear after a while? Yes. But it's going to be there forever. No, I think it'll disappear. But there are other things you have to do to make it disappear. That's going to be the start. So, so remember, uh, Melina, that even if that feeling doesn't disappear, when you give into that feeling, you are going down the relationship path that leads to betrayal when you enforce a boundary. Mm -hmm. So even even if it hurts to feel like an asshole, recognize that. That pain in that moment and feeling like an asshole doesn't actually mean you're an asshole. You just have to feel like one. That protects you from going down the road of people taking advantage of you, you laying an eventual boundary and then, then, then feeling betrayed. That's the price you have to pay. Either you feel like a, like hated and betrayed six months from now, or you feel like a little bit of a bitch today. Mm-hmm. You can also, as you're good at, right, because you've got a lot of good talents here, your tendency to confront, check in with them afterward. Say, hey, I'm sorry I couldn't pick you up from the airport because I had to stream. Do you think that was like, I feel kind of guilty about that. Do you feel like I was out of line? Right? Just talk to him about it. Yeah. And then they say like, oh, no, I totally get it. Like, I could just take an Uber. It's like not that big of a deal. I was a little bit disappointed, but. And then some people are going to be like, oh, yeah, 
you are a complete bitch. And those are the people you want to knock out of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So that's so the first thing is set that boundary early and often and recognize that the reason that people don't set boundaries is because of good feelings, not bad feelings. So this is tricky because good feelings get in, like you want to be a good friend. You don't want to be guilty. And so it's going to be hard to set that boundary. So set that boundary early. Okay. Next thing. So this, what you're describing is a perfect example of the Sanskrit term samskar. So samskar is a ball of undigested emotion, which sort of lies dormant. It's like a volcano underneath the surface. And then it activates at times and like wreaks havoc on your psychology. So there are a couple of different ways to digest a samskar. I would strongly recommend, have you ever seen a therapist about the stuff with your mom? Um, yeah, but that turned out really bad. <laughs> um, if I ask you questions about that, are we going to learn about bad boundaries more? Um, that situation that was, wait, is that the, I think that's like the third therapist I've ever had in my entire life. And I didn't have a therapist for a very long time. Um, but this guy actually tried to be sexual with me. That there I fucking knew it. Yeah. <laughs> See, how did you know that? <laughs> Cause like that, like I said, if I ask you about this, are we going to run into another boundary conversation? Yeah. But like, how am I supposed to like do about that? Like, this is supposed to be a therapist. Like, I, yeah, that's their problem. Not yours. They're supposed to see that shit. Recognize that they're going to feel all kinds of weird ways about you and like restrain themselves. Turns out that it, you probably got a shitty therapist. So I'm sorry, but I'm not surprised that it happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is where you got to give it another shot. Maybe find a female therapist who is not a lesbian or bisexual. That'll mm -hmm. help. But then you're going to get other kinds of weird boundary violations there too, that they need to be super careful about. But I strongly, strongly recommend that, you know, like, this is the kind of thing where, like, you've been fucking traumatized, Melina. Like, this sounds bad, and it sounds like it's ongoing, and you deserve help. And, like, we're not built to figure this out on our own. Okay? There's a whole yeah. profession that is designed to help you with this sort of thing. Second thing that you can do is sign up for our, our creator coaching program. Do you know about this? I think I messaged you about this. So, mm -hmm. we now, like, so... We're working, thankfully, Twitch has been like kind enough to really support us and support their content creators where mm -hmm. like these issues of anxiety and burnout and these sorts of boundary sort of things are like something that we as an organization are trying to support content creators with. So this is also where we have to be really careful. And if you end up signing up for this program, it's free for you, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. So that's thanks okay. to Twitch. You can thank Twitch for that. Um, so thanks. Uh, so this is where, um, you know, we're going to have to be really careful that your coach doesn't fall into this. So like, if you sign up for the coaching program, like I'm going to know who your coach is and I'm going to prep your coach because you're going to evoke particular feelings in them. And then like, we're going to like help, like we know it's coming so we can probably handle it. We can handle it. I'm pretty sure. Sure, we can. Wait, what exactly am I doing that makes them think that they can like, well, like, I'm really curious. What could I even be doing? Like. For people to like think that they can just do something like that. I'm, sorry. I'm just thinking about how I can answer that. Yeah. I'm just really curious. So here's what happens in coaching relationships and also in therapy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
Freud, are you are you on an academic answer? Because you're about to get an academic answer. <laughs> I I only went to high school. That's fine. I think you're okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so Freud basically noticed that when you're in a therapy relationship, that people will project feelings on each other. And so a lot of what a therapist feels is like not a real feeling, but it's like you and the patient are acting out a play. So, for example, if you had issues of like being emotionally manipulated by your mom and you go see a female therapist, you are going to feel emotionally manipulated by her. Because, like, as you guys calm your mind down and as you enter, like, an authentic space and those feelings come up, they're going to, like, want to target. Does that make sense? It's just it's just weird. And so sometimes in therapy, what can happen is that, like, so this is something called erotic transference or erotic countertransference. You can even Google it. There are papers written about it because it happens shockingly a lot. And what we find is that, like, Sometimes feelings can get tangled, right? So, so I, I shit you not, this is one of the most mind-blowingly abusive quotes I've ever heard. But one of my therapy supervisors once had a therapy supervisor that told them, so there's like a, a boomer, okay? So like mm-hmm. a psychiatrist who was like around in the 50s once said, The main thing to think about when you have sex with a patient is whether you're having sex for yourself or you're doing it for them. Oh, interesting. Right. So like it's all fucked up. But Mm -hmm. this is where sometimes what happens is you get, especially in a therapy relationship, you feel super connected to someone. You feel like really, really close to them. And then sometimes people don't know like what to do with those feelings of closeness And so it sort of starts to manifest in like a sexual kind of way because they're like, oh, I feel so connected. Right. And if you think about sexuality, like a lot of it is about emotional connection and it can it can get muddled. It can get confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then sometimes people will like, you know. Get confused and therapists Mm -hmm. aren't perfect either. And I do think that there is something about the radiance that you display that is like flies going to honey towards like a per- particular kind of person. You have a particular vulnerability that like gets people to like leech onto you. Yeah. Um, and this is the kind of thing where that therapist is that's fucking that's terrible. But like, holy shit, you could see that coming from a mile away. It felt really weird, too, because like when I kind of like made excuses not to go there, he would kind of like make me feel guilty. For not see, I told you he's going he's gonna to do it to you. Yeah. He's going to make you feel guilty. Yeah. That's the sum scar. It's the whole, like, it's like yeah, textbook. Pretty- right? And, and that's where, th- that's where, like, with a good therapist, what you should say if you guys are, like, here's a little bit of education about therapy. If you guys are feeling reluctance to go see your therapist, tell them about it. And this is where, like, the right move as a patient is, hey, I feel... I feel like there's a weird energy here when I come here and it may be a little bit sexual. Just confront them, Melina, and say that I sometimes feel emotionally manipulated into coming here and I feel deeply uncomfortable about it. Mm -hmm. That'll bring awareness to it. He also um, he also said that I didn't have to pay anymore and stuff. That was really weird. Yeah. Boundary violations. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Mm -hmm. Okay. really weird. 
Yeah. That's uh, boundaries. It's all about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I will stop accepting money from people in a therapy relationship, but never because I like them so much. Mm-hmm. The only reason that I stop accepting money is because people can't afford it. In which case, it's like, I'm not going to stop taking care of you as your doctor just because you're fucking broke. Yeah. Right? So, like, they're, they're, like, good reasons. So, that's also, like, a policy that I lay out with people that I see at the beginning. But, yeah, this yeah. sounds bad, Melina. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That's why I started, like, to not really, like, open up a lot about how I felt about things. I don't know. Everything. It feels like every single time I start talking. Like, I don't know. It just feels like. Stuff like that happens. Um, Do you feel emotionally manipulated by me? No. Okay. I don't think if, so. If we keep talking, it'll happen. <laughs> you really think so? Why? Absolutely. And that's <laughs> when we could really work on it. Right? Oh. So like when it comes up, then we would talk through it and you'd like learn how to digest it. Mm-hmm. So anyway... More practical advice. So how can you move forward? So first thing is, is, you know, like I said, think about boundaries, be a little bit more of an asshole to people early on in relationships. Yeah. Okay? This is also something that is like really weird is like last time and this happens, like this is happening already. So like last time I talked to you, there were so many people that knows that they hurt me so much in the past would like come back and try to like, I don't know, like be nice to me or something like that. But then I would just realize that they wanted something as well. So it was just like really weird too. And like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, and then I feel bad for like not rip, you know? Yeah. And they know that too. They know that I'm feeling bad about it too. Yeah. So and this I is what. Fuck off. Like, don't message me if you hurt me. Fuck. I don't want anyone to do that after this session. Okay. Fuck off. That's like how I, because I. I can't do it. I don't want to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so let's talk about that. Okay, so this is great. So it's like the same patterns. You see that? It's mm-hmm. like patterns. And that's sort of good. It sucks for you because it sounds awful. But it's also yeah. like hopeful because if there's a pattern you, and you change the whole pattern, your entire life will start to be like different. Mm-hmm. So this is where like, you know, if people do reach out to you afterward because they hurt you and they're feeling guilty. Yeah. You know, you can have a mature. I mean, this is where I wouldn't tell them to go fuck off. Because you can get some closure there. I mean, you can tell them to go fuck off. But when you're ready, I think it's useful to have conversations about closure. Yeah. And you can say, hey, I haven't talked to you in eight months. Just speak plainly. Okay, I'm going to give you a playbook for this. Yeah, okay. So if they're watching this, they'll know the playbook too. But this is good. This is good. So (laughs) just speak plainly and be like, be like, okay. What is she doing? (laughs) No, 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 this is good. This is good. It's healthy. It's healthy for them too. It's healthy for everybody. So just Mm -hmm. be like, hey, I haven't heard from you in eight months. Is there a particular reason that you're reaching out to me now? Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, they'll make some, like, they won't actually say it. They'll be like, oh, I was just wondering how you're doing. And then you can, you can say, I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. Period. And then that's mm-hmm. it. If they want to engage in a conversation, if they push it further, you just let them know how you feel. And you can say, hey, I really felt like, you know, when we last time we talked like eight months ago, you said some things to me that I felt like were sort of like a betrayal. I'm a little bit confused about what you want from this relationship. Yeah. And then if they and this is where like you're, you're going to when you say things like that, you're going to feel guilty because you're like, oh, my God, I'm making them feel bad. Oh, have, mm-hmm. 
how dare I tell them that they hurt me when they hurt me so much? I can't tell them that they did that. <gasps> Look at how much of a bitch I would be. Uh. Right? But that's you need to be authentic with them and just say, hey, what you did hurt me. And then yeah. get like, and then they can say, well, that's because you were being a bitch. And, and then that, like, that's fine. They can go fuck themselves, right? You'll see. And sometimes they'll say that. And then sometimes they'll say, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. I'm sorry I hurt you. It could be, could go either way. But either way, you get closure. And then so, like, if you. Here's also, here's also the thing. This is like so insane. I had like one person do this. And then I found out that this person was just doing that to like try to get information about me so they could go shit talk to other people about me or try to like sit and laugh and basically. It's like really weird. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what about know. you, why it's you attract like, all the drama whores. I, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. That is beyond my, my expertise. But it's like really, there's like a part of me that is really like this person, like this person is a fucking idiot. And I can see like exactly what they're doing. But then like, I just feel, you know, like, yeah, the bad. Like, so, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them, you know, if they're like, Hey, Melina, how are you doing? And, and if you say, Hey, I can see what you're doing. You're you're being a fucking manipulative asshole, and you're just trying to get information. <laughs> that that's going to make you sound like a crazy lady. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like I was just asking you if you wanted to come on stream because we're playing Among Us. <laughs> like, right. So so just be like. So you want to test the waters, right? So you want to be authentic and be. Oh, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on? And then mm. if the relationship advances, you can let them know. Hey. You know, I'm not quite sure, like, where this is going to go, because I still feel, like, pretty hurt and betrayed about, like, your actions eight months ago. You know, mm -hmm. are we going to just state it? So this is another thing is, like, you like, I want to teach you a little jujitsu trick, okay? Verbal mm -hmm. jujitsu, which is that you don't ask questions, you just make statements. Mm -hmm. And then you just be silent. And then you see what they come back with. Some people may authentically want to repair their relationship with you, or they may want to have an authentic conversation about they felt hurt and betrayed about something that you did. But then I think you guys should talk about it. Mm -hmm. But the key thing is that when you feel that guilt, like don't give into it. Don't do the action that alleviates the guilt. Because that's exactly what your mom taught you to do that gets you into trouble with her. Because then you, mm -hmm. you give in to the guilt and then you find yourself in a situation that you detest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Okay, where was I? All right. So number one, mm -hmm. you know, set boundaries and don't. It's actually on you. I think you're the one who's lax on them and you let people get away with it. Yeah. And then they're sure. going to get frustrated. So be careful about that guilt early on when you set boundaries. Work with a therapist or sign up for a coach. I think this is definitely the kind of thing that you should work on. It's something that our coaches are actually pretty good at. I think um, it's and and I, I think also the two aren't mutually exclusive. So about maybe 20% of people who come into coaching wind up with a therapist because our coaches will say, hey, I really think you should see a therapist. You can do both of them if you want to, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I really think that you should, you know, get a therapist or a coach or whatever. Just get some get someone who owes you nothing. Right? Get someone in your life like Steven or it sounds like sometimes your mom is supportive, but that's tangled, right? So like you and Steven are going to have other kinds of tensions on your relationship. It mm. also sounds like for whatever reason you were confiding in Bob instead of Steven, which sort of makes sense. I confide mm. in people that are not my wife because she's my wife. She confides yeah, in people that are not me because in your relationship exactly and then you like you need to vent yeah. to someone that is 
like partner. So, so yeah. Melina, I think it's going to be very healthy for you to have someone in your life who the boundaries are very clear. You don't have to do shit for them. Mm-hmm. There's not, they're not sacrificing any viewership on stream by being your friend or anything like that, where there's like one human being in your life that for one hour a week is there for you in whatever you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Thoughts, questions? No, I think this was really good. Yeah, okay. this is good. Yeah, it makes me like a little bit more. It's very easy. Like if I talk to Steven about this, he would basically just say like, don't don't give a shit about what they think. Just move on. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like I was I supposed to like, I mean, I understand what you mean and you're right. But like. Um, but it's kind of hard to just like feel that, right? Like it's just hard to do that. So it feels good to like have someone explaining to me like how things work. Then it's easier for me to like understand myself and like know like what to do. Like you think sounds logical and what you say sounds logical to me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you found it useful, Melina. Um, you know, I think, but like I- I'm really hopeful for you for what it's worth. I think you you're a very different person than who you were in april you i'm sorry so? yeah mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> you should go watch that interview i hate watching myself i can't do that i hate it's watching very- myself too i can't watch it either but anyway <laughs> yeah I, it's, I never like if there's like oh no there's a clip of me that's popular i like i, I don't i i, I can't I watch it either about me. i don't give a shit about what other people think about me like that like i don't really care about hate or anything um, but I, yeah, but I can't, I can't watch my, I can't hear my voice. And I can't so, so I, I think you've learned how to start putting yourself first. And I think it's complicated. You may be going too far. You may actually, cause I think there's one last thing that I would mention, which is that, you know, when people dislike you, you got to be really careful about these answers. Like, oh, it's because they hate me. Like they may actually have a genuine complaint, which may have merit, mm-hmm. right? If people like want to get you canceled, like got to be careful because I'm pretty sure that a lot of people who have gotten canceled would say the same thing, which is like, oh, haters going to hate. They're trying to get me canceled. Whereas like some of them are really doing things that are out of line. Now, I can't envision you doing some of the things, but like, you know, there may have, there may be a legitimate criticism in there. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just I don't know. Sometimes I just wonder like how people can like. I don't know. I don't like cancel culture. I really don't like that at all. I don't like it either. But. Yeah, it's really weird. It's a really weird thing. Um, I don't know. It's really weird. So seeing people do that is... It makes me a little sad, I think, to see that people want to yeah. like, try to do that because the, they, the only thing they can see is, like... They can't really see, like, what's going on, I guess, or they can't, like, have any... um. They can't really see how the other person is like feeling about anything, and they're seeing this like this. They're seeing if they try to cancel me, they don't see me as a human. That's what it feels like. Yeah, and that's as really weird because I try to see everyone as like I try to understand everyone. You know, I try to. Um, that's why I feel also like guilty because I try to like understand all the time. Like, why is this person mm-hmm. doing? This? Yeah, but it's weird to like see that people don't do that. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I have a weird response to that, which is like trying to understand people all the time is mm-hmm. being a saint. It's not being a human. 
Mm-hmm. So you should let yourself be human. <laughs> just like, just assume the worst and just hate them. N- no, yeah. not assume the worst and hate them, but like let yourself feel hatred, right? Because that's human. You have yeah. parts of your brain that are wired to help you feel hatred. And so like mm-hmm. let yourself feel the full range of things. And that's yeah. okay. And I think you've been, so this is kind of weird, but like, you know, if you take an, a neutron and then you split it up into a proton and an electron, mm-hmm. like with that positive charge, you create the negative charge. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot, a lot of time, Melinda, your positivity is like creating this like karmic negativity on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're like way, way too positive with people, like it winds up with like negative things. Yeah. When you're overly forgiving, overly indulgent, overly enabling, you create little brats as children, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? If you're yeah. like a parent. So, so like, just be a little bit aware of that. And it's okay to feel hatred. It's okay to feel those things. Don't let them dictate your actions, but don't let the guilt or the other, the positivity dictate your actions as well. Hmm. Yeah. It's almost like, um, interesting. Right. It's, it's a, it's like a little bit of the same feeling as like having sex with someone because you feel bad for them. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> it's not good to do that at all. But sometimes you feel so bad for someone. So you're like, oh yeah, maybe I can do that. Like, you know, like maybe I can just like let them, you know, them, that sounds so fucked up. But like, this is definitely a thing that I think people do sometimes. No, I think it's a, it's a good example of, you know, yeah. doing something <laughs> with good intentions that doesn't end well. Yeah, it's like not good for anyone, I think, but it's like, I don't know. Um, And Melina, I don't know how to say this, but if you're pity fucking people, you know, that may cause problems in your interpersonal life. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the people that you're pity fucking. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I can't believe we've been talking about this for an hour and a half and it comes down to pity fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Not doing that, Shadow. Okay, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Um, All right. Yeah. And on that note, no, seriously, though, I think you're, I think you've grown a lot. I think you still have a lot of growing to do. Um, You know, I think it's okay to feel hatred, but also to really try to be like reflective of people's criticisms and really try to like find out about these sort of things like early on. Like I'm only 22. So it's kind of nice to like, yeah, because I, I assume like the, kind of i mean maybe is this true like the older you get the harder it's gonna be to like get out of like old patterns technically yes Mm -hmm. but in your case you've got eight to ten years after which it gets hard your brain is still pretty malleable for another decade yeah i mean my brain is still growing i guess yep right yeah Maybe it's like good to like find out like old like bad patterns. Like so so I, I would say technically it does become harder, like according to our th- understanding of neuroscience. But practically, I've seen mm-hmm. people who are 40, 50 and 60 change a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like patterns that they've lived with their entire life, like turning them around in a year or two. That's really nice. Yeah. That's cool. That makes me happy to hear. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I uh, normally I ask people if they want to meditate, but I just don't know what it is about today. I don't think I can teach you meditation for which I apologize. <laughs> Fine. If you really, really want to learn it, I can try to recalibrate myself and see what I can come up with, but just something about, I don't know what it is. I'm just, 
the the parts of my mind that access what meditation is appropriate for people or is like not functioning right now. <laughs> okay. Um, I could try to do it if I if I um start talking to someone. Do they do meditation as well? The coaches? Mm-hmm. Not much, but it's something yeah. that we're actually going to do advanced training for them um, mm-hmm. now. So like they've learned a lot of good stuff, but I think the next thing that we're going to teach them is like more meditation. But as Healthy Gamer, yeah. we're, we're coming up with additional meditation resources. Yeah, I think meditation is so nice. I just feel like it's been really hard to like try to do something like that. But I remember um, there was like, I, I came to some point in my life where I just felt really, really bad. And then I just like took two weeks off from everything. And the only thing that I did was like moving my body, like go on walks, go run, uh, meditated so much did a lot of mushrooms so it was like every i just like completely disconnected from like myself almost and just became like step out of myself for like two weeks straight and i felt really really good about doing that but it yeah it's it's hard when it comes to streaming because you feel stressed all the time like even if when you turn off the stream you feel like you're still working you know yeah um, but yeah i remember that that was that was really nice so meditation would be probably really really good yeah yeah i'm sorry i just got nothing for me. I can meditate on my own, I think. I think. Okay. Especially after like hearing you say these things are like really good for me too. Yeah. Because now I feel like I have a bigger understanding and that's really nice. Yeah. Okay. Like cool. yeah, I well, was kind of like stuck in my head and now you kind of like opened up like a new path a little bit. That's, so, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I hope it's a fruitful path for you to walk down. I'm rooting for you. I think. I, I, I think you're growing more than you give yourself credit for. Mm-hmm. and that's and really I, nice to hear because i feel like i'm just like oof, like i'm just going down there but maybe like i don't know it's it's cool to hear that you're telling me that i'm like growing but i'm just feeling bad because i'm growing <laughs> yeah so that that's that's the tricky thing right so growing isn't fun like learning isn't fun mm-hmm. you know if you think about like a kid who's like throws temper tantrums to get their way and they're learning how to not throw temper tantrums to get their way. It's not fun for the kid. Mm-hmm. They want to just throw a temper tantrum and get their way. They don't want to like restrain their emotions and, and grow. So like yeah. growth is usually unfortunately painful, mm-hmm. which is why actually our learning circuitry is very closely tied to our negative emotion circuitry. Mm-hmm. Which is why if you like touch a hot pan, you'll learn like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So in a weird yeah. way, you know, but anyway, so good luck to you. You know, Thank keep you. us posted. And, um, you know, if you do decide to go, you know, definitely worthwhile to see an actual therapist. But if you want to take advantage of the coaching program, I think I already sent you some information about it. But if you run into trouble, you can always let us know. You can also yeah. talk to your Twitch account manager about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Take okay. care. Good luck. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.